Today is Saturday, June 18th, 2022, and this... Who celebrates in Omaha? You know, when I was 25, my idea of fun was Vegas. My is 500 by Midnight, the original Las Vegas podcast, show number 834. Just thinking of all the amazing times that we've had here in Las Vegas. I hope that you're having an enjoyable stay here in Las Vegas, and also hope that you have been fortunate. I do wish that for you. We're gonna give Daddy the Rain Man suite. Do you dig that? We're going to Vegas, Mike. Vegas! Do you think we get there by midnight? Money, we're gonna be up 500 by midnight. Yeah, Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! Las Vegas is waiting out on the streets below. Hello, everybody. This is Tim. And this is Michelle. Welcome to 500 by Midnight. What's going on? Not much. You? Not much. All right, good show. Let's uh <laughs> No, we have a lot we have a lot to talk about this week. I'm curious to see if um cuz you were kind of crabby when you wrote the show notes. I'm curious to see What a if, rarity. Um that crabbiness resurrects as you're discussing some of the stuff. We'll see. We'll see what happens here. We've got a bunch of news to get caught up on, and then I have a I've I have just a document where I just make notes of things that at some point I want to talk about. Uh-huh. And it's been getting longer and I haven't had a chance to get to a lot of this stuff. So mm-hmm. I figured this week we're going to clear off the... When I used to listen to Howard Stern mm-hmm. before... Um, so he would do this thing called cleaning out the computer. And it was all this stuff that had just sat and wait. I'm sure mm-hmm. he still does it. What it really meant... what. Uh, listeners knew is it meant he was going to take a month off <laughs> but anyway cleaning out the computer kind of the same concept here we're gonna are you taking a month off a, uh, no i'm not taking a month off um but i finally am finally uh decided to tackle that list and we're okay. going to talk about uh, a handful of random things mm-hmm. that i've been meaning to bring up on the show mm-hmm. so that'll be our second portion of okay. tonight's podcast all right, before we get into that, first of all, we have to thank our friends Nick and Michelle who sent their traditional uh, Minnesota Vikings bet uh, to us. I would say it's very optimistic. Thank you, but I think We appreciate it. Um, they know that we're not um, we're not uh, Vikings fans, but they keep trying to get us to cheer for the Vikings by mm-hmm. betting on uh, the over on the number of games. It was only nine, so I, that I think is probably... Is probably possible for for them that they would win more than nine games a season before inevitably disappointing their fan base by mm-hmm. collapsing in some epic fashion as they do. Yes. So we'll see what happens. But thank you very much. You guys are awesome. All right. We have a lot of listeners who like to support the podcast through our Patreon page, subscription, whatever you want to call it. And we have a new patron this week, longtime listener, friend of the show, Joe Crow. Welcome and thank you. Thank you, Joe. You may remember Joe as the voice of FremontStreetBars.com for several mm-hmm. years when that was a thing. Uh, we appreciate it. If you'd like to join Patreon, visit patreon.com slash 500. We throw some bonus content your way as our way of saying thank you, and it's a good time. All right. Lots of news. Let's jump in, shall we? Okay. <laughs> wow. I know. <laughs> uh, a few weeks back, we discussed a then-rumor that there was a chunk of land center strip 
on Las Vegas Boulevard and Harmon Avenue that was likely to be purchased by Golden Nugget owner Tillman Fertitta. And indeed, that has happened. By sheer coincidence, I was uh, looking at some property records mm-hmm. and happened to notice that just hours before I was looking, the sale had closed huh. on the 15th. Um, so if you if you are on the Facebook group or follow me on Twitter, you were amongst the first to know it was official. And then 24 hours later, the Review Journal caught up. I'm just going to keep patting myself on the back because that's what the uh, Vegas, you know, <laughs> whatever we are, uh, that's, that's, that's what you're supposed to do. Okay. Keep giving yourself credit for things that don't really matter in the scheme of things. <laughs> so yeah, fucking awesome, man. Wow. K- kicking ass. Anyway, so Tillman Fertitta bought that chunk of land. It is where there is currently a Tex-Mex restaurant that used to be a Harley-Davidson cafe. I keep mentioning what it used to be because that's probably more familiar to people than the Tex-Mex restaurant, which we don't even know the fucking name of. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's that plot of land. And then there is also a, I believe it's closed, but we've discussed it uh, recently, the Travel Lodge. And in front of the Travel Lodge is a a shitty strip mall full of like, Crappy gift shops and three for ten dollar t shirts. Yeah, that kind of stuff. So there have not been any plans announced, but presumably Mr. Fertita is going to build a resort there. With some incredibly mediocre restaurants. Likely the case, because Landry's eh, they do if you look at their page, they have a handful that I'm like, oh, okay, that's not a bad place. Yeah. But the vast majority of them, it just screams mediocrity. Mm-hmm. See also most of the restaurants at Golden Nugget. Yeah. Eh, they're fine. They're fine. Um, so we'll see what happens. There's, nothing's been announced. No timeline. No project. Now we wait. They're better than Flamingo. I'd rather eat at Golden Nugget than Flamingo. Agreed. 100%. Yep. So anyway, I look forward to seeing what this is because a new property center strip, that's fun. Something to look forward to. Hopefully it will be, hopefully the timeline will be like, something announced this year by the end of the year and they mm-hmm. break ground next year that would be awesome that would be but good. don't know i mean yeah it's hard to say yeah i'm anxious for i'm anxious for more construction mm-hmm. i wonder if we'll ever have an era again that was like you know the late 90s yeah, early aughts oh yeah that would involve a lot of current things going away and that yeah but you know, that's part of the game. It depends which current things go away. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Well, I could see, you know, some of the South Strip properties, perhaps. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Uh, another news item. A couple weeks ago, we told you that there was going to be an announcement coming up about this. Plaza had a press conference to announce uh, how they plan to transform their Main Street facade. And it was pretty much as we guessed, as far as what the projects were, because it was things mm-hmm. that either... They had alluded to before, had actually been announced previously, even though they said it was four brand new projects. Not really. Okay, so there are a couple, though. So here's what we've got. Here are the four projects, and they're going to begin construction this month. There have not been opening dates announced, however. So we'll see. Probably a smart move because, like, they had announced the Sand Dollar opening, and it ended up being, like, three or four months later or something like that. So a lot of, Mm. maybe even more than that. I think it was more than that. A lot of times these things get delayed, so... It's, sometimes it's wise not to not to throw an opening date out there. Now, I'm curious to hear your take on these different items. Let's start. We'll go, if you're facing Plaza from across the street, let's say, across Main Street, um, near uh, Golden Gate and Circa, mm-hmm. 
you know, you're, if you're going to do this, if you're going to actually, let's say somebody is in Vegas right now listening to the podcast and they want to follow along while I'm describing from left to right, <laughs> you want to get um, between the landing pad for the zip line mm-hmm. and the street. You don't want to be too far in on Fremont Street where your view is blocked of Plaza. That's okay. my tip to you if you're listening along and we're playing this game together. Nobody is doing that, by the way. No. All right, so you're looking across, but you can close your, close your eyes, and we're going to visualize together. Picture yourself on Main Street in Las Vegas at, you know, their podcast is called On the Corner of Main. Oh, yeah. It's the only, I may have bitched about this in the past. Oh, let's hear it again. It's the only casino in the Fremont Street area that's not on a corner, and their podcast is called On the Corner of Main. What do you make of that? <laughs> It's across it's, the street from a corner. It's on a. T, it's at the end of a T. What? Yeah. What if they called it at the end of Fremont Street or something? Uh, see, it's, it's not, not as yeah. catchy. The title is worse than ours. Anyway, moving along. Here's what we got: left to right. Picture Oscars. Mm-hmm. We're not really starting at Oscars. We're starting to the left of Oscars. Okay. But you see Oscars. You see the legendary dome. Mm-hmm. To the left of that, they're going to be turning in part of the casino. Space. I think there might be a gift shop there or something. For a while, it was a, sl- a small gaming room. Mm-hmm. They're going to turn it into a pink box donuts. All right. Thoughts on that? If you're too tired to walk to Donut Bar, you've got donuts on that end of Fremont. All right. I'm, I'm in favor of donuts. Well, there is a there is a Duncan at the Fremont. Yeah. But this is you want to have periodic donuts along your <laughs> your mm-hmm. route in yeah. case you have a sudden impulse and you can't control it. Mm-hmm. So yes. Um, I would, I, I have not had pink box. I have when we were at, wait, I've had it a couple times. Is it good? Yeah. All right. The, yeah. It, somebody brought a bunch of them looks, to one of our events. It looks like a high quality uh, chain. And then we were, we were at Caesars a couple years ago waiting for dinner and I was snacky. Oh, I remember that. Oh, that was, I didn't know that was pink box. Yep. Okay. Yep. So there you go. Announcement number one, pink box donuts coming to the, coming to Plaza. Next up, directly Any under... comment on the name Pink Box Donuts? I got nothing. Okay. Uh, directly under the Oscars canopy is the Carousel Bar, which they have mentioned, Plaza's management has mentioned before, that there was going to be something. But there are more details now. There were some nice renderings to show mm-hmm. what it's going to look like. It looks um, nice. It does look... Yeah, it looks pretty good. It, it um, It's going to be about 100 seats, I understand. It's going to include a cooling system of some sort. Wise. Very wise because, you know, it's like 110 degrees there right now and you'd want to have some sort of cool. I'm curious if it's just going to be misters or if it's going to be something mm-hmm. more advanced. I don't know. I'm guessing it'll be basic, probably just misters. Um, it, it It's not a, we had joked in the past that it would be a ground level rotating bar. Mm-hmm. It is not a rotating bar. Probably wise because yes. what would the point be? And it would be broken half the time. Mm-hmm. The only thing that really rotates, according to the descriptions I've read, are um, they're going to have some lights mm-hmm. above, and there's going to be... I don't know if they'll actually rotate or if they will just appear to be rotating based okay. on how they flash. Anyway, some sort of rotating light ribbons. You are not rotating. The no. Other stuff is. Well, okay. just that. That's yeah. it. Nothing else. Like the I thought, well, maybe the center part of the bar, there would mm-hmm. be something there that... No, nothing else is rotating based on this. That's also probably wise because I think the, so. of the repair thing you brought up. Yeah. They're going to have carousel horses that move up and down. 
Mm-hmm. So that'll be a, a, you can't ride them. It's a decorative thing. It's not oh, like in front of the. Oh, people will try. It's not like, I think it'll be behind the bar though. Okay. We'll see. I can't remember. I didn't look I that thought closely. It was, I thought it was like on the outer ring. Oh, that's going to be a problem. Then. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, there's going to be some other, uh, they're, they're big and this is a smart move because of the world we live in to do Instagrammable stuff, things that people want to take their picture by and post on the internet. There's going to be a spinning martini glass. There's going to be an oversized deck of cards. Um, I think there's some sort of a showgirls mm-hmm. thing right on the, at the entrance. Anyway, it looks pretty nice. I'm curious what the hours will be, and I'm assuming they're going to have to have security posted there all the time when they're mm-hmm. not open as well, because mm-hmm. otherwise people are going to damage shit, and it's yeah. going to be shanty. But I hope it works out. I do too. So you got that underneath the, uh, the legendary Plaza Dome. Farther to the right, they are going to take that former and long-empty beer garden space the outdoor space and it looks like the indoor space and they're going to they're going to build out that so it's there's not going to be an outdoor patio anymore it's going to expand and they're going to put some more casino space there specifically it's going to be a smoke free casino space people are looking for that there was mm-hmm. just a study that came out in the last couple of days i don't know who did it i just scanned the details that um that going smoke free is no longer a hindrance it no longer would harm casinos. Those who have done it, it has not been a har- hmm. harm. Will harmful. We'll see if it catches on more. But at least having a section that's smoke free, and the fact that their smoke free section is not like adjacent to the regular to, casino, yeah. um, probably helps mm-hmm. as far as keeping it. And it's new, so they can put in good filtration. In theory, mm-hmm. we shall see. Uh, so they're going to build that out. They're going to have their. So they have. If you've been in Plaza lately, they have a little uh, slot influencer corner nook for Brian Christopher, who's mm-hmm. one of those, those insipid slot blog vloggers. They're going to move his section into this new part too. So if you want to go and pretend for you're vloggers. Yeah. If you want to Oh, okay. So here's some of the stuff they're doing, uh, in the new slot section that is specifically created for, um, social media posting. There's a problem. I don't know if you're aware of this. There's a problem that sometimes arises depending on where you post your videos and mm-hmm. stuff, where if there's incidental audio, uh-huh. a song playing, which happens in most casinos. Yep, it might get taken down. Especially Twitter. Twitter, that's happened. I know that there have been people who they'll have like an in-sync song and it ends up getting flagged and their entire account gets shut down. For, and it's really hard to deal with it then. Oh my gosh. Yeah, wow. that happens. That's Are been happening certain, for years. Is it certain labels, certain artists? I don't know. I think so. I mean, it's... Because it seems to be kind of random how it happens. Like mm-hmm. all of a sudden somebody will just be like, oh shit, my Twitter account is shut down and this is why, I think. But anyway, um, and sometimes it'll be way after someone posted something, like a year later, hmm. the video will get flagged and they'll get shut down. So anyway, because of this, they're going to have the ability to um, avoid that situation. And the way that they're describing it is to accommodate social media posting of videos, Plaza will be able to control the music in the space by lowering the volume turning it off completely, or playing only copyright-friendly songs that can be posted on social platforms. This raises the question, who's controlling the audio in the Plaza Casino now? <laughs> Is it that thing where there's a light switch in somebody's house and you turn it on and you don't know where, what it does? Hmm. Somebody else has a... <laughs> a knob? I think it's probably just a poorly written press release, but apparently it'll be novel that they'll be able to control their own audio. Okay. That, tell me, that tells me they're just playing serious inside the casino at this point or something. <laughs> Um, so there you go. That is, that is happening. 
I, I was kind of hopeful they'd have some fun with it and have like if, so what, what happens if I'm a social media, if I want to post something to social media mm-hmm. and I go in there, what good does it do me that they can control the audio? They don't know that I'm going to, is there a button on the wall you can press? Say, Hey, I'm going to get ready to film something. You got to fix the music. Hmm. I think they should have a big dial and you go and you turn it yeah. and it turns the music down, but it simultaneously turns down the, uh, the smell that they pump into the casino to cover up the other smell that's been there for decades. So it'll keep your video short because about 25 seconds in, you're going to start to smell the sewage Mm -hmm. that flows beneath the plaza. And, uh, or they could have a timer on there. So like you press the button and you have 30 seconds before the music gets cranked up again. They could have fun with it. I don't know. They won't, but I'm curious. You have ideas. I have all kinds of ideas. My, my consulting services are so worthwhile. Uh, I look forward to seeing what they do with this. They're going to make it so it's Instagram friendly and all that. So they're taking that, remember they had that like 1971 display that we called Sadness Prom? It might still be there, fuck if I know. But anyway, they're taking the concept of the Sadness Prom Mm -hmm. and incorporating that into their slot area so there'll be places to take pictures and stuff so you can post online. Smart move. Mm -hmm. People like that that stuff. Yeah. It'll get some people in the door and if you're already in the door, it might get you to stop and hang out for a while. And then the fourth thing, which they had already announced too, is above that expansion of the casino, they're going to be building out a patio for Oscars. So they're going to have more seating there. It's going to be outdoors. It'll be lovely. We've discussed that in the past. Mm-hmm. So nice. four, four announcements. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Three for four, four for four. You fans of all of these things? Anything, any, any duds here? I think they're all interesting. I'm, I'm good with all of them. Yeah. I'm happy to see that they're doing some stuff. Um, a nice refresh mm-hmm. and some more casino space, another food option. Yep. Yeah. Another nice, bar. Another bar. Good deal. Yeah. I hope it's awesome. And I think I saw somebody's, I think, I think there might be some video poker at that bar. All right. I think I saw that somewhere. Anyway, somebody told me that. I don't know. Anyway, I hope that's true. That would be pretty awesome to sit outside and, and play there. Yeah. All right. One other project that we're going to give you a quick update on. Barely anything to say about this other than I found, I've been keeping an eye on this, so I found a novel, the Allnet Arena project that has been in the works for six score and four <laughs> years ago. Um, they have filed for a permit to install some construction power source stuff on site. Anyway, it's something, it's nothing, but it's something. Mm -hmm. The fact that they have, they're planning on doing. Where is this again? This is next to Sahara. Okay. And it's supposed to be, it's not going to have a casino, but it's going to be a resort with a basketball arena, which won't have a team to play in it. Mm -hmm. Anyway. So get ready for them to break ground for the 43rd time, put up a construction trailer, move some dirt around, and then the project will stall again as much as. Yeah. Anyway, I have no hope for that one. Let's talk about the shanty town of Bally's and update on that. We had discussed a while back that I had found some information that in front of the Grand Bazaar shops at Bally's soon to be Horseshoe, they were going to put up not only the old red, uh, entertainment venue, which is Blake Shelton's bar and restaurant. I think Mm -hmm. it's three or four stories high. Uh, in addition to that, they're also going to put up a second building next to it that would house some sort of similar bar, restaurant, or combo of over multi-stories. 
that has been confirmed via a, um, uh, I don't, don't know if it was a permit file. Anyway, they they put plans forth before, um, Clark County and it spells out they're going to do two buildings. And in fact, I know they've already roped off the Bally's, that Bally's marquee tower mm-hmm. thing and have been doing some, I think they've shut off power to that. They're already doing some work. I don't know if they're going to completely dismantle that or if they're going to somehow incorporate that into the old, I think they're going to take it down and maybe put something on top of old red that has the, mm-hmm. the, the horseshoe name on it, but we'll see. So things are starting to happen there. Uh, I would imagine that while they're working on these two buildings, I'm guessing it'll start soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be a major redirection of pedestrian traffic Ooh. because that's right in front. I mean, that's they're going to yeah. they're going to connect the one building directly to the walkway over to um, to Bellagio. Okay, so it's prime space. I would guess that if you're coming from Paris, for example, they're going to probably route you down that little alley and then between the stores at the Grand Bazaar shops and mm-hmm. who knows. Are they going to make people? Are they going to funnel people through the Grand Bazaar shops to get more business? That could that could be a strategy. Who knows? So once that happens, it might be a better path to go through Paris mm-hmm. and uh, go through the property. Who knows? But anyway, I'm guessing it'll be a pain in the ass for a while. All right, let's move on to entertainment. Sting is returning to the Coliseum at Caesar's Palace. He's going to be doing, I think he's been doing some shows, like I think he's doing them right now, Mm. but he's going to be doing some more shows next year. He announced six shows between April 1st and 9th, so if you did not get a chance to see Sting and you would like to, make your plans for April. You can get details on tickets through Ticketmaster. I believe they're available now. Down at Resorts World, they have been filling out their entertainment calendar in their theater through the end of this year. We previously mentioned they had added some dates for Katy Perry, and now Luke Bryan has added six more shows in, well, he's starting at, uh, starting his final run of the year on November 30th through December 10th. I think that might coincide with the rodeo. Ooh. Good timing. Yeah. You see a definite increase in country music shows during the rodeo. Smart Smart mm-hmm. move by the casinos to book acts for the people who are likely to be in town. So yes, there you go. Luke Bryan uh, is doing that. Tickets go on sale for that on June 20th. I think there might be some pre-sales already happening. So if you're a fan, figure it out. We're helpful. Yeah. <laughs> you're a fan, figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the usual channels. Go to the Resorts World website. You'll figure it out. All right. There's a show over at Sahara. It's moved around. It's been in a couple different places. But uh, it's at Sahara now. It's called Magic Mike Live. Are you familiar with it? Mm-hmm. It's based on the movie Magic Mike mm-hmm. and the sequel Magic Mike Lives. <laughs> I don't fucking know what it's called. Uh, where he gets revenge for the murder of his family during the first Magic Mike movie. Is that? No. no? Okay. Uh, and he does it with magic. No. Is there any actual magic? No. Okay. Well, there's some news regarding Magic Mike Live at Sahara. You're going to be pretty excited about this. They've is added this a th- the magic of their sweaty abs. I thought you were going to say sweaty ass. No, <laughs> they're known for their they're known for their the content of their ass sweat. It's just voluminous. Anyway, uh, they're adding a third show on Saturdays for the summer, beginning July 9th, running through at least September 3rd. So on Saturday, if you're a big fan, you can go see them three times. There's going to be a five o'clock show, which I assume is family friendly. (laughs) Why else would you do a five o'clock show? 
and then there's a 7.30 show, and then there's the 10 p.m. show. And I'm thinking that's got to be a pretty grueling show. They're male dancers. Mm -hmm. They're out there. They're moving. They're They're, grinding. It's a workout. They're grinding. They're dancing. They're shaking their schlongs around. I've got to think by that 10 o'clock show, Mm -hmm. lazy dancing. Mm -hmm. Lazy male. They'll barely be able to muster up a windmill. (laughs) It's just going to be like a haphazard dick windmill. Oh, my God. So I would say if you're going to book this show, you probably want to go to one of the first two when the energy level. I would say the 7.30. Go to the 7.30. The energy level is going to be up. They're going to be well rehearsed. That 10 o'clock, I don't know. I think they're just going to be going through the motions. Just like bored to be grinding on some housewife from Nebraska. I don't know. Visit Sahara's website if you'd like details. And if you want to... If you end up going to the show, please, we haven't had any reviews of this. I'd love to hear about it, mm-hmm. especially if you go to the lazy dancing version at 10 p.m. <laughs> on Saturday. All or right. do they reverse it? Do they kind of save their energy and like maybe the oh. 5 p.m. show is just them getting warmed up a little bit and then... Okay, well, somebody needs to go to all three and compare them for us. I would love that. I'm not going to reimburse your ticket price, but I will thank you for your reviews. <laughs> Okay, over at Cosmopolitan, their supper club thing called Super Frico has expanded its hours. Beginning this week, it is expanding its hours. It will now be open seven days a week from 5 p.m. to 2 a.m. They were previously closed a couple days early in the week. So if you had trouble getting in there, I don't know if that was a thing. But if you weren't able to to go previously because they were closed during the days you were there or something and you want to, you now have more options. So there you go. Super Frico. details on Cosmo's website. Neonopolis is getting another new nightclub. And I say another because there were previously plans for a nightclub that was supposed to open in April that we haven't heard shit about since in a neighboring space to this one on the second level. It was called Raised by Wolves. Remember that? I don't know if you remember. Barely. It was the one where there... I was like, Neonopolis, I'm not going to hang on to this information. <laughs> no, needs, no need to retain this. Mm-hmm. Uh, where dreams go to die, Neonopolis. So Raised by Wolves was the one where their description of the bar was like the bare minimum for any bar. Mm-hmm. We're going to create an environment that people enjoy. Just fucking... Oh, <laughs> We're going to wow. have beverages there. That's your, available for sale. That's your brand differentiator. We're going to have people who are... We're going to have people who work at mm. our establishment to present beverages to our customers. <laughs> anyway, this is not that. This is a larger space uh, right next to that one on the second level called Club Ula La, also being referred to in the documents that I read as Club O. Pick one. Pick a name. Just go with, yeah, anyway. They're clearly going to call it Club O, so I don't know why they're going with the long name. It's in a former art gallery space. I didn't know there was an art gallery in Neonopolis. I don't know if it's been closed for a long time. Anyway, they're taking over that space. It's supposed to be open nightly from 8 p.m. to 3 or 4 a.m. once it does open. The plans for this are to have a higher-end nightclub experience along with live performances. Um, I don't know. Are if you that's... aware that you're in Neonopolis? Know your location. I don't know yeah. that a high-end nightclub is going to do well there because nothing really tends to... Do well there. Well, Denny's. Denny's yeah. and Banger. Uh, yeah, so let's see. They Here's what they say in their filing with the city. Club O desires to bring to downtown Las Vegas a project that has survived the test of time and provides the patron with a level of attention and entertainment that few have mastered. That's a lot of words that say nothing. Few have mastered it. Yeah, it's going to be mastered in Neonopolis? No. I think not. So... That's going to be coming maybe sometime to Neonopolis. We're about due for the annual article to show up. 
touting that Neonopolis has, let's say, 76% capacity filled oh. <laughs> and 98% booked or uh-huh. filled. You know, that kind of, that I think we're about doing that. Where are you that. getting your math? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, not you, but the writers of the article. Yeah. Well, I know they're getting it from the developer, but mm. we'll, 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 we'll see if this stuff opens and I don't know. There's a couple things that have been there a while now. The karaoke place has been open for a while. Yeah. It's hard to say though, because things were shut down during the pandemic and mm-hmm. yeah. The, All right. Is the toy place still there? think so and then the is that film there's a prop tattoo museum the film prop museum has survived to the best of my knowledge so far i think they may have dropped their prices too but hmm. speaking of exhibits what a segue oh well done crystals is getting a new exhibit for fans if you're if you're a big fan of dead members of the royal family princess diana is going to have an exhibit at I crystals you're gonna say prince philip oh it's too soon for that they have to gather his ashes and they have to gather tour. all the people he told to fuck off. They're going to tour his carcass. Uh, yeah. So Princess Diana, a tribute exhibition is coming to Crystals on the Las Vegas Strip in August, and they're calling it. This is a new one. We've had you know uh, we've had residencies, we've had engagements. This is a long term permanent residency. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see how long-term it is and how permanent. If it's permanent, is long-term necessary? No. So here's what it's going to include. Among other things, 12 themed rooms f- for specific eras of the of the princess's life, including wedding, fashion icon, gone too soon, a memorial. That'll be a depressing room. Yeah. There's also going the to wedding be- wedding and the fashion ones would be interesting, though. Yeah. I wonder what the other nine are going to be. They kept it just to those because those are the ones people are interested in. Hmm. But maybe family some of our humanitarian work, family humanitarian, yeah, Princess Prince, the Prince Charles recordings. Oh, god, uh, 500 items and personal objects belonging to her or related to her and other royals will be on display. They have not yet announced ticket prices. I'm going to throw a guess out based on the description and this type of thing. I'm going to say 49 bucks. I'm going to say it's going to start a little higher than that, but then really? they're going to reduce rates. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. If you want to monitor the situation closely, you can visit dianalasvegas.com. I think there might be a mailing list you can sign up for, so you're the first to know when tickets are on sale. Do you have any interest in seeing the Diana exhibit? If I'm in the area, yes. It's not something I... Like, if we were staying downtown, I would not take a special trip to right. see it. But if we were yeah, staying in the area, I would. If you wanted to go, you could persuade me. Yeah. I probably wouldn't be like, hey, we really need to go to this. But if you said, I kind of want to see this, I'd go, oh, yeah, I'll go I'll go along. Yeah. We re- review it on, on this shit show. <laughs> All right. Um, are you hoping that the statue from Herod's oh, makes its way over? Oh, the Diana and Dodie statue that we saw in London 10 years ago? Mm, that was something. I'm not sure who designed that s- sculpture, but it's almost as though they had n- never seen either of them and had no photo to go off of. Mm-hmm. It was just weird. Yeah. I wonder if that's still there. I don't know. Yeah, touching tribute. All right, that's it for news. And now we're going to clean out the computer. (laughs) By which I mean the Word document I keep on the desktop of my laptop that has notes in it about podcast stuff. So this is the first portion of of this. We're going to clear up some misperceptions about 
Las Vegas. Some things that come up from time to time that are wrong. Oh, I so look forward to the Facebook group after you go through these. Some of them are inspired by the Facebook group. (laughs) Several of them, maybe all of them. I don't know. Uh, And some of these have come up in the past, but I thought let's tackle all of them. If I look forward to not look at with my own eyes, just here secondhand. Yeah. Somebody posted something about you the other day. I said, ah, she doesn't see any of this. Yeah. It wasn't mean or anything. It was like, oh. uh, I don't know what it was. I, just saw I your would na- like this or I just something. Saw your, yeah, I just saw your name. I'm like, yeah, she knows. She, she, she's smart. She doesn't go on here. <laughs> All right. Thank you to whoever thought of me, but yeah. Misperception number one. Las Vegas casinos are required to have a 24-hour restaurant. This one comes up from time to time. We haven't seen it quite as often lately. Mm-hmm. But it still does come up from time to time that someone will make this broad generalization and it is simply not true. It is not true. It's based on, the the idea of this is based on a Nevada gaming regulation about having restaurants in casinos, but it's based on the population of the county where the casino is located. Clark County has not fallen within the range that requires a restaurant to be open 24 hours in your casino resort. It hasn't been in that range for decades. So forget it. It's not a thing. Was it more of a marketing thing where if we provide food, people will stay on site, grab a quick bite and go back to the tables? Yeah. I mean, you're just trying to provide stuff that's going to keep people there. So oftentimes you're going to have certain things, a bar, Mm -hmm. for example, a restaurant, for example, Mm -hmm. a toilet. You might have a hole that you can poop in. (laughs) Uh, So that's probably, there there might be some requirements as far as that. Okay. I'm not going to that's, it's not a misperception that you have to have bathrooms. I think that's an accurate, an accurate thing. Kind of like where, you know, they require you'd have a certain number of parking spaces depending on the capacity of your mm-hmm. building. I think the bathroom thing is like that. Okay. I haven't researched it heavily as you can tell. Anyway. Within was, cl- was there a bathroom in La Bayou? Yeah. Okay. I think so. I think back by the cashier counter and daiquiri bar. <laughs> I think the daiquiri bar and the bathroom were the same thing. <laughs> oh, Pretty sure. Uh, so yeah, there you go. No, no need for a restaurant just because you have a casino. That's number one. Number two, this one comes up a lot, a lot. There's a misperception that if there's gambling, if casino offers gambling, the area where they offer gambling must be open to the public free of charge. That is not entirely true. It's based on a general, it's mm-hmm. the overall gambling law is your casino has to be open to the public and not charge to get in. Okay. Mm-hmm. However, there are exceptions. So whenever this comes up and usually when it comes up, it's when somebody goes, Hey, uh, I want to gamble by a pool. And then it'll be, Oh, well, you know, because they offer gambling, they have to lay in for free. And maybe, depending on the establishment, we'll get to those in a second. First, one of the exceptions is private gaming salons. And this has been on the books for, I don't know, 20 years or so, that casinos can have a separate area that is only accessible to the high buck gamblers. And they have some interesting, there's a bunch of requirements for the casinos to do this. And of course, you have to have it approved by gaming control. So you can't just open one spur of the moment. Mm-hmm. You have to have a certain number of staff and you have to have certain, but some of the interesting requirements of these, these private gaming salons to be admitted, you have to have a credit line 
a cash deposit or a combination of the two totaling $300,000. So you can't even, you can't even go in there and play unless you've got a $300,000 credit line. If you, if they have slot machines in there, the minimum wager on the slot machine has to be $500. This is not a place for me. Oh no, it's not intended for you. And That's, I'm okay with that. Um, and These then, are like incredibly rich people. No, they, well, have... so they were put in place by request. I think Venetian might have been the first one. I think they really pushed for it when this ordinance was mm-hmm. changed, when this exception was put into place, because they wanted to have private gaming slots oh. for their high buck Asian gamblers mm-hmm. to compete with other parts of the world. And anyway, okay. uh, so that's where it came from. Uh, when the private gaming salon is open, they must have at least one table game. That's part of the regulation. Mm-hmm. So an example of this would be the Wind Sky Casino, which none of us have ever seen. Mikey has probably seen it. Oh, has Mikey probably. seen it? He's brilliant. He can find. Yeah. His, he can figure out a way to get into anything. Um. So yes, and there are others too. Mm-hmm. But like I said, Venetian. Um, some of the high limit rooms will have like private gaming rooms that they can use for this. And Mm -hmm. so, so that's one of the exceptions. They don't have to let any Without us yokels from the Midwest just wandering in, jaws agape. Exactly. They don't have to let in Mr. Concert t-shirt shorts and New Balance in (laughs) to take a gander around at the old high limit slot area when it's, or high limit table. Private gaming salon. Thank you. Private gaming salon. I had to look at the notes, but yes. Yeah. So they they don't have to do that. So that's one of the exceptions. Most of us don't have to worry about it because we're never going to get into those spaces. The second one, as I mentioned, um, is a little bit more common one. And those are gaming spaces that charge an admission. And like everything else, gaming control has to review and give permission for this exception to the general rule. And the examples are, well, I, one of the big and maybe the original example, again, 20 years ago, almost 15 years ago, something like that, was when they opened a Playboy Club at Palms mm-hmm. and they wanted to have some blackjack tables in there. I think they may have had some slot machines too, but they had an admission to get in there. It was a nightclub and, or a club-esque kind mm-hmm. of space. And they didn't, again, didn't want just any old schmo walking in there. Mm-hmm. Why am I using the word schmo? I don't know. Any old asshole walking in there. And, uh... They were given the okay that, yeah, you can charge a reasonable admission fee. And there are some re- some requirements, I think, as far as there has to be other stuff. Like the main attraction isn't the casino. Mm-hmm. They happen to have gaming there, but the main attraction is some other form of entertainment mm-hmm. or something. So um, Playboy Club was one. And currently, the most recent one, or a more recent one, I should say, because I don't mm-hmm. know if there have been others. It's not like there's a public list that I've ever seen. Uh, Stadium Swim at Circa. They have mm-hmm. some tables up there. And... They charge admission and they do not have to let you in free of charge simply because there are tables up there. They have, I had asked about this when it first opened and was told, yeah, they've, they got the exception on this. So, mm-hmm. so don't be that guy that shows up to the door and goes, but there's gambling. I want to go in free. Now, other places you may have, you may have luck doing that. Mm-hmm. Golden Nugget historically, uh, for whatever reason has not decided to pursue requiring, uh, requiring you to pay an admission charge. So mm-hmm. they have uh, gambling by the pool. And generally, if you go and say, hey, I just want to play blackjack, they'll let you in. Mm-hmm. We used this years ago to get into the Mandalay Bay pool because yes. they had the casino there next to the topless bar, topless uh, pool. Topless pool. 
and which you could look upon from the from the stairs as you were going. What was out. that casino called? I don't think it's there anymore. Is it like Morea Gambling? Oh, the Morea, yeah, they had the Morea Beach, uh, the Morea Pool, which is a yeah. topless pool. Then they had a casino adjacent to that, and uh, so yeah, you couldn't see the pool from the casino. However, the thing with that is the setup was so you know like the entrance to the pool was not that close to where that casino was. So mm-hmm. if you said you were going to go in, you just had free reign of the pool. You could go anywhere. Um, I'm not saying you should necessarily do that, but we want to take a look around. That's how we did it mm-hmm. for research purposes. Yes. Free titties. <laughs> All right. We weren't expecting the view that we had on the way out. It was coincidental. Yes. A little bonus. All right. And misperception number three I didn't know exactly how to phrase this, so I will say there's a misperception that Vegas is magical. And what I mean by in that... In the Magic Mike kind of way? It is, in the... it, uh, <laughs> it is magical in a way, in the way that it makes us all feel, in the way that it makes us happy, in the way that we're happy to part with our money while we're there, and all mm-hmm. those things that we've discussed many, many times. However, the one I'm talking about is that there seems to sometimes be a misperception that Vegas is immune to the same uh, economic conditions, for example, mm-hmm. that everywhere else in the country is facing. Yeah. And I've seen this a lot, especially in the last couple of years, because things have been so messed up. Mm-hmm. Supply chain issues. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes they're not, sometimes they're going to be out of stuff at your favorite bar or restaurant. And I, I think sometimes people get huffy about it. Ugh. I hate when people get huffy. I know. I don't like when people get huffy either, unless it's the bike. Do they still make huffies? I don't know. Uh, I, that, I love to say huffy though. Oh, huffy is a good, fun word. Yeah. Better than schmo. Uh, staffing issues, another one, which we've seen play out with, uh, some establishes establishments having reduced hours, mm-hmm. bars and restaurants, or maybe the service isn't as great. Um, you know, that's going on everywhere. Yep. Vegas is not immune. And then finally, the one that's the most current is uh, inflation and pricing issues. Shit's more expensive. Mm-hmm. And I think I don't, maybe it's because sometimes people will, there, there are some people who maybe like don't go out to eat at home. Mm-hmm. So they're, they save it for when they're on vacation and then they go and they're like, Fuck, the prices are really high. Like, yeah, go anywhere. The prices are high everywhere right now. Mm-hmm. It's not, you're going to find that. So don't be too shocked when you find that things don't cost what they used to. Mm-hmm. There's just that, you know, there's that general thing that prices just go up, but right now everything is going up. If you happen to look at a steakhouse menu in Las Vegas these days, Ooh. I was surprised by that. I was looking at some stuff and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. It's like 95 bucks for a filet now at, mm-hmm. at Hugo's and at, uh, I think I was looking maybe Binion's Steakhouse yeah. for that reopen. I'm like, Ooh, prices is high. Mm-hmm. So be prepared for that. Vegas is not immune. And if you're one of those people who always says, I used to be able to get this for $4. Shut the fuck up. It's not 1997. Shit changes. I should see how much, um, Excalibur is charging for weddings. <laughs> Are we going to get married there again? How- no, no. I'm Do- just curious. Do you know what it was? I we might have like the paperwork. We have a brochure with somewhere. the prices. Yes, I should find that. All right, did we do that for a cha- uh, saving uh, killing time? Did we? Yeah. pull out that brochure. I'm pretty sure. No, we let's did. go look at the vi- the video of it. But um, yeah, I would imagine that it's probably not. Do we put, like? Was it a couple hundred bucks? Yeah. We got the VHS tape thrown in. We got Mm -hmm. some pictures. Yep, some flowers. Uh, Well worth every penny. Mm -hmm. And we got to spend our lives together, most importantly. That too. All right, so there you go. As much as Vegas is an escape from reality, in some ways it's not. So just keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. Misperceptions.
All right, those are all the misperceptions I had on my list. Should we move on to some other things? Sure. These are, are you, just... How are you feeling? I'm fine. Okay. You, were you waiting for my blood pressure to rise? Yeah. Went up momentarily, but now I'm good. Okay. All right, we've just got some random stuff, right? Uh, some things that, again, I've had on the list that I just wanted to mention that doesn't necessarily have any rhyme or reason. Mm-hmm. Specifically, and this is a mantra we've had on the show f- yep. for the history of the show. Yeah, we mention this all the time. Take advantage of the things that you love. And not in a bad... That sounds horrible just on its own. <laughs> Take advantage of those you love. Make Don't sure and, do that. If there's someone you love, no. ask them to drop you off at the airport. <laughs> ask, you to help, ask them to help you move. If they love you, they'll say yes. No, that's not what we mean at all. I'm talking about in Las Vegas. If there are things that you like, take advantage of them whenever you can. Because mm-hmm. uh, you never know what's ch- going to happen. Change is constant. Things change all the time. And recently we've been talking a lot about expected changes at Cosmo and the Mirage because of ownership changes, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not even talking about that. Although, yes, certainly that That's is the case. That's going to happen. That's your most high priority thing. However, I have an example of something where there has not been an ownership change and yet there have been a lot of changes over the years that have significantly decreased the appeal of this property for a lot of longtime fans of this property. Mm-hmm. I'm talking specifically about Main Street Station, owned by Boyd Gaming. It has been. It continues to be. They have not had an ownership change, but people who love that place no longer love that place. I'm not sure some do. Um, and the thing that... I'd been thinking about this for a while, and then our, our friend Michelle, who we referred to earlier, she of of Nick and Michelle, Vikings bet mm-hmm. fame. Uh, she had posted a great running trip report on Facebook during her trip and uh, updates on restaurants and bars and the fun they were having and all mm-hmm. that. And one of the things really caught my attention that she said, and it was about Main Street Station. I will read part of it to you now. Okay. With permission, which I normally don't do, but uh, we were texting. I said, hey, can I... She's like, yeah, okay. One of the saddest parts of our day yesterday uh, was walking into Main Street Station. Nick and I usually love it there for the history and just the old-timey Vegas vibe. 4 p.m. on a Sunday, and there were maybe 15 people on the entire casino floor. The worst part is not a single table game was open, and there were literally one-third of what they used to have. Maybe eight tables, but zero were open for play. Hmm. So that paints the picture. A 4 p.m. on a Sunday for it to be that sparse in there, that's like downtown Grand yeah. Numbers, you know, uh, not great. And the reason for that, there are many reasons for that. So she mentioned one, table games aren't open all the time. And when they are, it might be super limited. Mm-hmm. But some of the other things they've done over the last couple of years, they, before the pandemic mm-hmm. shut down, they significantly reduced their players club benefits. Yeah. So people were like, well, shit, it takes forever to you know, level up and when you do, it's not worth as much as it used to be. And anyway, there's a lot of, which happens a lot when they change players club benefits. It's usually not to the benefit of the players. That was the case here. It bummed a lot of people out. Still, people continued to go and were happy when it reopened because they're like, but I love playing at Borset Bar. There's some good video poker Mm -hmm. and it's fun. You get the scratchers when you hit a four of a kind. Yep, you get the beer. Well, shortly after opening, they downgraded video poker pay tables at the bar and throughout the casino and some of the other machines, they've changed the scratcher thing. So I'm not sure what all the changes are. I know that they don't have the physical scratcher card anymore. Mm-hmm. They had it on the screen, which I kind of like the idea yeah. of that because you don't have to wait. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I don't think it was exactly the same. 
so that bumped people out. And then as far as restaurants, I've seen, seen some reports that the buffet, former buffet, now all you can eatery, <laughs> I still can't believe they're calling it that, uh, that the selection hasn't been great there. Might go back to the, the stuff I've been talking about mm-hmm. with supply chain and all that and staffing. But anyway, regardless, it's people are not finding it to be as good of a value as it used to be. And similarly, at 777 Brew Pub, longtime favorite of ours. We've been oh, there yeah. many times. Um, the things that people like to go there for uh, have been in one way or another downgraded. And again, some of this may be economic, but specifically mm-hmm. smaller portions, um, smaller portions, higher prices, limited hours, reduced menu. One of the great things about that place, you go in there and the menu is absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. You get a ton of food. It's yeah. just cheap. You want a salad? You want a burger? You want sushi? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, and then the fact that you take all those things in combination with the fact that it's a little bit off of Fremont Street, which previously wasn't that much of an issue, but if Mm -hmm. they don't have things that draw people over there, suddenly you've got 15 people at 4 p.m. on a Sunday. Yeah. So, again... That's just another example of why, even if you don't think there's change on the horizon necessarily, there might be, and try to take advantage of those things you love because it might not be there next time you go Mm -hmm. back. Just kind of a a friendly reminder from Mm -hmm. your podcast heroes here at Five Hundy. Heroes. Heroes? Where'd that come from? I don't know. I definitely don't consider myself a hero. In fact- You're my hero. Oh, you're my hero too. I think you're hero, just saying that I, I think I hero, hero is so overused. I don't think we should be calling anybody a hero anymore because it no longer means anything. Uh, yeah. All right, but that's another. That's that's for another day. That's for another random list of shit that annoys me. <laughs> okay. Finally, my final observation in our cleaning up this mess segment mm-hmm. is my observation that arenas are the new hotels. Would explain. you like? Would you like me to explain? Okay, I will explain. There's, there's an article that was in like the 1950s, I think, in, I believe it was Life Magazine, that was uh, contemplating when Las Vegas, how Las Vegas was expanding so much that they were going to have oversaturation of hotel rooms. That so, comes up every time a new hotel is built. It comes up whenever there's a significant growth. Yeah. We haven't seen it that much lately because things haven't been right. opening. But yeah, like... Um, right around the time that Circa and Resorts World were opening, I think, and inevitably what the clever journalist will do is use a quote from that article and, and then go, Hey, guess what? That was from 1950 when there are only like 40 rooms in town. <laughs> uh, and now we've got a lot more and it's never been that big of a problem. So anyway, um, and that, but then they'll say, but, you, but, but yeah, now that no. we're expanding again, this might be it, right? Okay. No. So that, that comes up every so often. And I'm sure if we get to a point where there's a couple hotels opening and they're going to add a few thousand rooms on the strip, you'll mm-hmm. see it again. However, the the new trend now that I'm starting to see, and we'll be seeing a lot in the coming year, is similar hand wringing in uh, in articles and news stories about entertainment venues in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And part of the, there are several reasons for that. Oh, and by the way, when it comes up, when it comes to the hotel room thing, yeah, I'm like fucking good. Oversaturate this motherfucker. It drives down prices. Mm-hmm. As a customer, yeah, great. That's what you want. You one want one of the mo- few things that benefits me. Jack up supply, and you know, not demand, and we're good. Everybody, well, everybody's happy except for the people who are collecting money on the rooms. But uh, anyway, for arenas, what we're seeing is recently, fairly recently, we've had Allegiant Stadium that opened where the Raiders play. We've had T-Mobile Arena a few years ago 
where the hockey team plays. Um, and then there are plans for the previously mentioned all net, which we really don't have to worry about because it's probably never going to open. Now there are plans which are much more likely than all net on the south end of Las Vegas Boulevard, just beyond the strip. I think it's kind of down by Silverton. Mm-hmm. We discussed it a few weeks ago. There are plans for uh, an arena project down there, and there's some pretty big names in the arena world attached to it. So it seems like this one is probably more legit. There's ongoing discussion about possibly moving the Oakland A's baseball team and putting up a ballpark somewhere mm-hmm. on or around the strip. Uh, we've got the current construction happening of MSG Sphere, which although that's a little bit different type of entertainment venue, they're, they're not going to have sports there. Mm-hmm. It's still a concert venue, which is competing with all of the others. Yep. So you've got all these things. And anyway, prepare to see a lot of the... Oh, there too many arenas. How much can they handle? Again, who cares? Great. They're going to have some new stuff. And if if if, if, there's, if it oversaturates then MGM Grand Garden is going to close. Mm-hmm. It's not the, That's not a very good space. Or it's going to be renovated so that they can keep up. But, eh, okay. I'm, now if there's an event, I don't have to go over to uh, to Thomas and Mac Center at UNLV. Great. Mm-hmm. That gets the shittiest of events now because there are nicer places in town. Yep. So that's fine. It doesn't affect me. I know that's selfish. But I'm not sure, like, who's the target market for this? Oh, they keep building arenas. What's... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not my problem. <laughs> Not the problem of anybody who's going to visit. Yeah. Let them build if they want to. It's their business decision. Anyway, we're going to be seeing more of those articles as, as time goes on. Are there like, taxes good. involved? Are there what? Are there taxes involved in any of these? There wasn't for T-Mobile. For Allegiant, I think there was yeah, some sort of public funding. I know that's one of the hangups for the ballpark if that ends up happening. Mm-hmm. So... In some cases there are, in which case I understand that uh, the citizens of that area yeah. might not be happy, but not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> you see what kind of attitude I'm taking this week? Uh-huh. It's all about me. All right. So that's it. Oh, one more thing before we, one more, uh, one more note that I've had. This is a website that I stumbled upon a couple months ago. I've been meaning to recommend and maybe everybody knows about it and I just was late to the party on this. But I'm a fan of true crime stuff. Mm-hmm. I go in phases, especially where I start reading a lot of like either mafia or murder or other yeah. true crime stuff, sometimes related to Vegas, sometimes not. Uh, I'm also a fan of Las Vegas, if you didn't know. Really? And this website combines those two things, true crime and Las Vegas. It is called Mayhem in the Desert. You can be found at mayheminthedesert.com. And the reason I found this is I've seen a reference on a TV show, I think, or maybe it was in a book, to an... Uh, downtown hotel bombing in the 1960s that I had not, I was not familiar with. I think it was like called the Orbit Inn. Hmm. I'm like, where the fuck was that? So I, uh, I did a search for it and I found this website. They had a, a whole section on that bombing, the history of it. And they have a bunch of stuff like that. Tons of stories about different true crime. His, a lot, most of it's historical, but it's updated frequently. And like recently they had some updates because of the bodies and barrels and shit that were found with Mead, uh, right. with Lake Mead receding, mm-hmm. things are showing up. So that's put some of these true crime stories back in the news. So they have some of that in there as well. But if you're into true crime stuff, you're into Las Vegas, which you probably are because you're listening to this show, you might want to check out that website if you haven't already, mayheminthedesert.com. It's a cool site. And they, it seems well, I didn't, I haven't read a ton on there yet. Mm-hmm. seems well-researched though. They have like newspaper clippings mm-hmm. um, and 
like historical documents and stuff. It's a couple that lives in Vegas that does it and seems to be their thing. And cool. they've, uh, they put a website together. So check it out if you haven't seen that. I will link to it in the show notes as well, in case you can't spell mayhem. Or if you accidentally spell- The way this week has gone. Mayhem in the dessert. <laughs> All right. So there you go. The The computer has been cleaned. Okay. <laughs> I know it's anticlimactic, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Before we go, we've got some karma donations to thank folks for. Kevin with a karma donation. There was no note on that one, but thank you, Kevin. JB from MKE, karma donation for a trip at the end of June. Plans Has plans to see Bieber at T-Mobile. Bad news, I think he canceled because mm. uh, half his face is paralyzed or something. He's got some weird shit going on. Yeah. Hope he gets better. I'm not yes. a Bieber fan, but I don't wish anything. No. Oh, yeah. It said So when he sent this, it was up in the air due to health struggles. I think I've seen since then that it was canceled. But... Even so, you're going to be in Las Vegas, so I hope you don't cancel your trip because of that. Mm -hmm. Hanging out with Abe. There is still fun to be had. You can find some other stuff to do. It's not hard to find a plan B when your uh, plan A gets canceled. That's the good thing. Uh, Going to be hanging out with eight of his best friends for the weekend of laughs and immaturity. All right. And is requesting a dyslexic heart sometime in 2022. I keep, we we need to fire fire that up one of these days, don't you think? All right. We're going to try to do one soon. It's been a couple of years. It's, it has been a couple of years. Well, we were 19, thinking- 2019 maybe? Yeah. Because we're thinking, oh, pandemic, we'll, we'll have plenty of time to do that. And uh, here we are. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll bring it back one of these days. Adam and Claire are on the road right now, headed to Cosmo for four nights, seeing Beatles Love, taking a little risk in planning on only eating on restaurants new to us. Oh, wow. Love the sh- love the show. Thanks for all you do. Hey, have a great time. I hope that works out well. It's, yeah, we've we've done that where we try to do like a trip that's mostly new stuff, and it's mm-hmm. it's fun because you do expand your horizons. It's 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 such a challenge when you have so many favorites, though. Mm-hmm. So that's cool that you're doing that. I hope you find some some good stuff. Let us know yeah. if you find something that you're pleasantly surprised by or just happy to have found. And finally, Carlos for a July 1st trip with friends, loves the podcast, said, keep up the good work. We will do our best. Thank you, Carlos. We appreciate you. All right. Thanks to everybody for supporting the show. Thanks for listening. Any final thoughts before we get the hell out of here? Nope. All right. 500bymidnight.com is the website. If you have Dear Tim and Michelle questions, you can send them to us at 500gmail.com. And we love hearing from your voicemail. We love hearing from your voicemail. We love hearing your voicemails. We love hearing your voices. Call us and share them with us. If you have thoughts, observations, reviews, 702-866-9494. We will be back soon with another show. And until then, have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. Bye.